This is Jack Dempsey. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this episode of Virtual Dopeness. This is your friendly neighborhood podcast host, PJ Alex, and we are joined once again by the one and only. Uh, let's let's do Marcus this time. Okay, <laughs> so we are joined by Marcus. He is a returning champ to the to the show and the Virtual Dopeness family, and we welcome you all. We have a fun episode for you guys ahead. We are talking music, a little bit of TV and Netflix, and a touch of tech, but we have a lot of music came out. A whole lot of music came out and is coming out. Almost. Too much to, to kind of keep up with, which is, I don't know if it's weird for this time of year. Or maybe this is just me, but I feel like less music came out the beginning and middle of the summer that I, that I usually anticipate. And then now it seemed like a whole bunch just dropped out of Everywhere. Well, well, we had in the quarter four, which people got to, you know, back in the day when record companies really were record companies, they had to hit their budgets and whatnot. So people like older artists like T.I. Mm-hmm. and Lil Wayne are probably like, oh, yeah, let's do quarter four. It's like, all right, whatever. Well, all the young guys and newer guys are like, whatever. I'm still gonna make my money anyway. So that's real. Um, so, yeah, quarter four. We're here. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, lined up on this talking, uh, lined up on this episode talking about today, we're gonna go with Carter Five, the long-awaited, almost mythical detox level mythical Carter Five finally has come out. Uh, the new Ti Don Trap, mm-hmm. and we'll be talking about an album that if you would have told me three years ago that I'd be deeply listening to and excited about a Lupe project, huh. then you you would have caught me out. I would have told you you were slapped on fucking stupid. I am <laughs> um, a long-standing... I don't know your history with Lupe, but I'm a huge... I was a huge Lupe fan. And then he kind of went off the rails right. for a while there, so I just kind of took a step back. And the other thing that I'm happy that he's brought back is by far one of my favorite underground kind of got her shot but didn't mm-hmm. artist and that's Nikki Jean. Oh yeah. And has she done anything other than work with Lupe? Yes. She actually had two pretty dope albums. They were kind of definitely hit. Yeah. Um one of them was uh Pennies in a Jar and the other one was Million Star Motel. Wow. I've never heard of any of this. Okay. Million uh Pennies in a Jar was actually very cool because she did a tour, and this is this is going into my love letter to Nicki Jean. Wow. Yeah. Um, she did an album. She got a single out. Yeah. Paint Lemonade. Yes. Yes, she does. Wow. Um, she the, the Pennies in a Jar album was actually supposed to be a reincarnation of Tapestry by... Um, I will get the name. But Tapestry, which was one of the highest... Uh, a critically acclaimed albums from Carol King. Wow. And it was one of those albums where it had some of the best music writers mm-hmm. involved with that album. And it was like always something that people were, were striving for. So it was actually a Grammy Award Album of the Year, Best Female Pop Vocalist. Who, for Grammy Nikki? Hall of Fame for Tapestry. Oh, that's what For Tapestry. 
and it had people uh what's the the uh, see I'm looking at her pictures I, I know why she's not famous get, hold on <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying like she's 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 cute like she's she's got the last game thing going for her. uh it's just you know a little more sex appeal like you know it's kind of like scissor before you know td got to her and said hey listen let's get hit the gym let's, <laughs> let's get this makeup going and then we'll get your album out so so i i feel you she's always had the talent though for sure i mean that's not yes yeah. so but it was supposed to be some of the the biggest writers like in the category of mm-hmm. old school pop vocalist gotcha. or pop writing so on tapestry on t- on no on Nikki's uh, wow. on Nikki Jean's album. So he she actually went around the country, worked with people like Tony Bennett and um, some of the just uh, I forget the the guy's name who wrote like everything, but the the one we uh, need now is Love Sweet Love mm-hmm. that guy. Um, but it didn't ever grab traction because it wasn't super popular. Um, a couple songs made it to like commercials and stuff. Yeah. And then Million Star Motel, she kind of went back to her kind of roots of working with a lot of artists. She actually has a song that is that is the title track, Million Star Motel, that is her, Lupe, and Black Thought. Mm-hmm. That Black Thought rips. Yeah, I mean, he just luckily he's, the, he's on the song. Like, you yeah. know. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he just monsters that track. And so, that, that we'll get back to my love story with her because I think it continues on here. I actually met her, too. Really? So during the Pennies in a Jar um, tour, she did a coffee shop tour. So Ooh. literally, if you contacted her and you set up the venue, she would come perform. So that's a little too accessible. So, <laughs> so I'm saying it's like you set up your own tour with your with your favorite artist. She'll come through and pop up. Yeah. It's like, baby girl, you got too much time in your hands. Like you know well, what I'm saying? I mean, she had she had the under she knew the underground following, which was the cool thing about it, and so. The chocolate, uh, I think it was called, not the chocolate factory. It was called the chocolate shop or something. It's over here close by me. I don't know if it's still there. I know the building's still there, but it's not. They set it up, came through, and I was able to actually like meet her, get FaceTime with her, mm. which was cool. And it actually was my f- Facebook profile picture for a while. I think I'll change it back. Um, listen, man. I, I, listen, we all have our, you know, our fans that we were fans of. I didn't know anything about Nicki Jean besides Lupe. I thought maybe he was married to her or something. I don't know. I thought it was just her home, his, his, you know, her home girl. Well, I don't know what happened between Lupe and the artist Sarah Green, who used to be on a lot of his yeah. tracks and he used to do like all of his hooks from like, food and liquor days. But that's a that's a good point. I mean, we gotta really before we even talk about the album where it is today, we mm-hmm. gotta remember that essentially our generation grew up on Lupe. You know, Real talk. if if another artist decided to come out with a deep dive on slavery and make a <laughs> make an album describing the story of slavery and you know slaves getting kicked off the, a boat, I doubt it's getting as much traction as it is now. Even though sales yeah. weren't that that hot, but. The fact that we took our time to listen to it is probably for the fact that we understand who Lupe is as a person and grew up on him. I mean, thanks to Kanye, uh, you know, touch the sky, we wouldn't be here listening, you know, to Lupe. So we got to give Kanye's credit for what he did. Um, even though Lupe had his own following in music yeah. beforehand, but on, on, but a, on a national, the, yeah, 
That was the breakout. Touch the Sky was a big, big record for, for Lupe and where he is now. And, of course, the Jay-Z connection mm-hmm. um, helped out, too. And then, you know, him going him going weird, we still were around, around that. Him skateboarding, him, you know, you know, then become a samurai, you know, <laughs> <laughs> in his part-time. Yeah, that threw a lot of people off. So, that That, that was around the time when I, I think he started going off and then... One thing that turned off a lot of people was when he started going at Obama, and and Kid Cudi, you know, Kid Cudi's a, a yeah. nice guy, man. Like there was no reason Kid Cudi is like, you know, he's. I've argued the first and only person that I know that has discussed depression as mm-hmm. a as a as a black male. So I always have a uh, you know a soft spot for Kid Cudi just because he's always been you know cool to himself, good music. And of course, he's open up about his depression, and then Lupe fucking hates him. Like, <laughs> like, like. I think they had a comment the other day about like, you know, I think he jumped into that Eminem and Joe Budden beef or whatever. He was like, I'll, I'll destroy both of y'all or whatever. Yeah. But he was like, Yeah, I still fuck Kid Cudi up or something like that. It's like, Whoa, where'd that come from? Like, <laughs> it's just funny though. But yeah. yeah. Um, but Lupe, he's also done this kind of album. With the cool before, and if you remember yeah. the cool, the cool, you just listen to the album, it's great. And then I think Lupe posts something about what the actual purpose of the, the track listing and the story behind the story. Mm-hmm. That was the first time we realized his storytelling ability. Mm-hmm. And then this album, it's a whole different level in terms of what the album's about and just the intricacies of the actual lyrics along with the storyline. Along with just the sequencing of the album, and then of course it doesn't sound outdated. Like the beats sound yeah. current, the beats sound, you know, he's got um, "Happy Timbuk Today," which sounds like uh, a typical cool uh, a song from the cool, or like another Paris Tokyo Part Two, something mm-hmm. that you know the radio will love. Um, and just, just it, I understand why Lupe used to hate or was critical about Kendrick because. Yeah. Kendrick, you know, he's a big artist. He's very lyrical, but you can't name me a Kendrick bar right now that you can remember on top of your head. <laughs> Either you don't have one, you don't, you know, because sometimes you listen to what he's talking about and kind of was like, uh, his voice changed a lot, but you don't really know what he's saying. Um, and then you listen to Lupe, who has like story within the story and the line that represents another line. Mm-hmm. It's like, damn, Lupe should have the fucking Pulitzer. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I get it. Like, it's like y'all talking about Kendrick, but like, look at me. Like, you know what I mean? So, uh, it's a shame that, you know, hopefully he gets as much credit as it does or popular as it is, but. Well, and I think one thing that you touched on, yes, the beats are modern, but I also feel like this is similar to the cool. Yeah. I mean, not the cool. Well, yeah, the, similar to the cool, but it's also similar to Food and Liquor mm. Part One, where it's it's not the it, it's pr- pretty good beats. Yeah, with these dope, intricate stories and, and intertwined. Yeah. yeah, Kendrick has the musical production behind him, mm-hmm. and not or not the same level as Lupe has done. But very, 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 very good and lyrical on top of those beats, making it a full work. Oh, for sure. I for feel sure. like you get one or the other with Lupe. Right. You either get um, Lasers, which is very well-produced beats that are very ear and radio-friendly, mm-hmm. or you get 
some of the kind of like watered down beats with these amazing lyrics on top of it. Yeah. And I and that's not taking any trying to take anything away from Lupe or Kendrick, but I'm just saying it's I feel like that's why there was the full package with with what when Kendrick got it. Plus Kendrick shuts the fuck up. Lupe is oh, not sure. a, Lupe had the whole song with American Terrorist, which I'm pretty sure is what tombstone him for damn near everything. <laughs> you also got to realize, too, he had that beef with Atlantic Records yeah. the entire time. Yeah. And, you know, I think he he made a reference to this on his, on his this album right now where he talked about how Anonymous or, you know, he had internet soldiers that mm-hmm. were basically their form. So yeah. um, that's a big piece, too, you know? Yeah. Um, Lupe had the internet. He, he's, he was probably the first big internet rapper that hit the blogs really hard yeah. that stuck with the internet, not just was a fan of what, like, was like, I'm rapping for the internet, guys. Yeah. This, these songs are going only for the blogs or whatever, so. Um, Definitely. We're always going to have a connection to Lupe because of that, and if, if, even if he disappears or put out a, a pretty bad album like <laughs> Droga's Light was, uh, that we will forget, yeah. didn't happen, <laughs> it didn't happen. Um, but you look at look back at, at Lupe's catalog; it's very impressive. It is an impressive catalog. And Food and Liquor Two was forgotten about. Yeah, uh, which had mural on it, which was that, phenomenal. That was, uh, that was Tet was Tetsu. Oh, that was Tetsu on you. Tetsu, you're right. You're right. Um, Food and Liquor Two had uh, Lamborghini Angels on there. Yep. Uh, had a couple of hot songs on there. Yeah, uh, and um, yeah, so Lupe uh, is. Lupe is like, and he just he just put this together like very effortlessly. It wasn't even hard. Like this whole <laughs> this whole slave, I'll put you know the slave story mm-hmm. was just effortless. I don't I don't know if it to me it doesn't translate throughout the whole album. I think it's like the first part. Is yeah, it's the first slave. part. Is is definitely talking about the slave ship and the currency used for slaves and where it came from. It's an educational piece, which is it it's it is, and then the storyline of them. Jumping off the water and then living in the water, and then that metaphor being of this. There's so many deep places you can go, yeah. which is which is the fun part of it, really. You know, and I appreciate that. Yeah. I don't think there's a lot of artists doing that now, where it's it's very surface level rap at the current mm-hmm. moment. There's not this deep. I have to go Google, think, and look at pull out a book yeah. and an encyclopedia to listen to this. Yeah, which I enjoyed. Which Wayne had. A little bit of really back in his day, where you had to to kind of go figure out a Wayne line. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah. Met- metaphor wise, metaphor yeah. wise, you had to go kind of look for stuff. I don't feel like a lot of people are doing that now. Maybe it's because I'm not deep into the blog sites that yeah. goes and finds rappers that are yeah background and obscure. But to see this. From him in 2018 is, is exciting. Yeah, you're you're not see you're not going to see this anywhere else. You're not going to see anyone put this much time and effort. Which I said I think he did effortlessly. Uh, <laughs> you're not seeing the much time and effort that people are doing to make these albums and uh, for at least at least for it to be appealing, you know, service level wise with the beats and the lyrics. And then of course when you look deeper and then like makes you wonder why maybe why is he singing in Spanish in the first song? You know, maybe yeah. why is he has a Jamaican accent or Caribbean accent? For a whole song, yep. you know, what's the purpose of that? And why did he talk about gold? And, you know, when he talked about, you know, the shrimps and the fishes that, you know, he's cool with, what does that represent? You know, everything has double meaning to it. And uh, I don't know if you guys 
go to the uh, Genius website that breaks down lyrics. Uh, rap genius. Rap genius. It's uh, his, his page alone is is very annotated and detailed <laughs> uh, because you have to, which is the fun part of it. And I think Lupe has fun doing it too, which is what you can tell. Um, he likes making us think and put puzzles to it, which mm-hmm. is way more fun to listen to Yo Gotti sometimes. <laughs> yeah, Yo Gotti, or even yeah. my current not obsession, but the person that I will say is like. Dolph. Dolph. No. Okay. For me. No, I'm just saying for surface right okay. For on the surface mm-hmm. is right now Jaden Smith. He's he's out there. I don't know why. Okay. He's not like club hit popular, no. It's very similar to the style of the the little everybody and Takashi yeah, and everything. Yeah. But for some reason, I can palette it more from Jaden Smith than anybody. Yeah, Takashi's only popular because he's the only one doing that type of music. Yeah. Like, it's not because he's talented or it's just no one else is screaming and making rowdy, riot music. Like, Which is why I wish Denzel Curry would get popular and trash this motherfucker. But see, Denzel Curry drew, dropped the, kind of dropped the ball. He kind of had got those gold league type of songs at the beginning of the album, mm-hmm. which kind of make you think like this because he does he does a great job of it so i was yeah. like mm, i like that better than sumo or yeah. another song that's kind of very similar to it so i was like he's not he's not putting himself out there as the that kind of artist <laughs> where takashi that's it like yeah it's this is it um we're starting to fight we're, we're doing a party let's yeah. go that's he's also it. not the he's not tr- out there trolling people and getting true for likes and everything like that i just appreciate the energy of Denzel Curry. Me too. I mean, he can really rap too. That's, yeah. a, that's a different thing oh, too. Yeah. And I think the fact that he can jump on those gold link type of songs or and then do something like a sumo or uh, those heavy rap, you know, kind of riot songs mm-hmm. and do both and still have lyrics behind it, it's a big thing. So, yeah. So, coming up level wise, I mean, uh, popularity wise, at least a little bit, let's get into this Wayne album. Yeah. So, it's been out for a little while, and I wanted to wait, because everybody and their mama puts out a first reaction the day yeah. after a fucking album comes out. And it usually breaks down to either this album is a fucking classic from the hero <laughs> of rap, or this is the most garbage thing I've ever heard. So, I actually like to sit with albums for a little while, sure. and then go back to them. Or you shouldn't. Uh, you think about it. Because music's coming out so fast now. It's tough. And, it's, uh, it's... Tough. it's, it's <laughs> And you gotta realize, like, so many people are coming out of music so often that maybe isn't meant to be sit down and absorbed as much as back in the day when they, the artist was putting as much time into it. Mm-hmm. So why should I put so much time into listening into it, too? So that's why you kind of appreciate the, the seven-track Kanye stuff, because it's like, listen, you're not going to listen to it six months from now, so why am I, why am I, why am I working hard on this? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but no, go ahead. I mean, I but- think... So, so what are your first impressions of of the uh, Carter Five? So, for, first impressions are I'm glad that he's rapping. My my initial <laughs> my, initial, <laughs> my initial viewpoint of Carter Five was like I'm gonna have to give Wayne a couple passes. You know, either he's like he's you know a little rusty, out of touch. Maybe he's, we're getting older music, etc. But I was pleasant, pleasantly surprised that he was rapping. Very few auto tune singing songs. Um, he's got there. There are bars on here. There's stuff that I was impressed up to hear him rapping about. Um, there are metaphors on here. Um, again, I was really anticipating the lean and infused mm-hmm. Wayne to come out and start, you know, yeah, you know, all that <laughs> shit. 
And so when, you know, of course, the Triple uh, uh, X Tentacion song came out, um, which <laughs> Wayne didn't know who he was. Probably still doesn't know who he is. Yeah. Which is typical Wayne shit. We'll take that. Um, I didn't think, and this is me being no, me. Yeah. I, one, I didn't really, I, I'm not going to switch up now that he's passed away. Yeah. I wasn't a fan. I, I tried to be a fan of X. Yeah. And then, then I heard all the stuff he was charged with, mm-hmm. and I was like, nah, I can't support this guy. So I'm not going to flip it around. No, for sure. And be it. like, oh, yeah. rest in peace. I, your I music gotcha. was great. Like, no. nah, I, I feel bad that he died. But at the same time, I'm not a big fan of his music, and yeah. it carries over to this song. No, I get it. I don't so you, 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 you like that song at all? I didn't think it's that good. Okay. I feel like it was a, it should have been an X, X song with yeah. Wayne featured. For sure. It, and there's a there's another part, there's another song, I forgot the name of the song on there, but it sounds like it's Tentacion singing on it, or like an ad-lib for, of Tentacion that on it. That could be. Um, they're just very similar sounding artists when you think about it. Well, he's, mm-hmm. you know, Tentacion is one of those. You know, little Wayne kind of you Clone, know clones or yeah, so underdeveloped clones of Lil Wayne. So like the Travis Scott song, "Let It Fly," yeah. um, you got to see some. That's that's literally where you see Lil Wayne really rapping yes. to the point where you appreciate it. And luckily, it's on a current, not a current. It's a almost a current sounding song. You yeah, know? it sounds. It's like, not outdated. It sounds like something Travis did. Yeah, exactly. So like it could have it could have slipped into Astro World and we wouldn't sure. have been mad. <laughs> the only big downfall I feel about the Carter Five is that it is a lot of songs. Hell um, I, feel I like haven't ten songs could be cut out this album. It, it can, and it'll be better. fine. It'd, be, and, it'd, and it'd still it, be thirteen tracks. And then he'll. <laughs> and, <laughs> that's fucking true. Uh, and, but but then he come up with something else. But mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, same thing as we talk about Ti too. Like, there's a lot of these albums that are a little bit longer that. The older artists are doing. Yeah, like they don't even know how to how to structure a new album these days, or yeah. at least put out enough uh, music to compensate for putting out a shorter album. So um, I, it's a lot dated. I liked, even though he caught a lot of blowback yeah. for how he was rapping on um, "Let It Fly," which is Travis, the one featuring Travis yeah. Scott. He because that was the one people were like making fun of. Okay, because he rhymed the same word. <laughs> He, yeah, he run the same four words, four like three times each. Yeah, but I still think that's creative, and I enjoyed that. Yeah, because that's the type of stuff Wayne do. Right. So that that's that's basically summarizing. Like I appreciate the effort on this. Yeah. Like I don't, I'm you know we we suffered for some time with the yeah. the, the dedications maybe five oh, through whatever where we're at right now. Sorry for the wait. Yeah, yeah, you know it was a lot of like good maybe song production whatever. But when Wayne came on, it was a lot of singing and a little ad lib and create creativity on it. But this one was I'm rapping. Mm-hmm. I'm here. And you could see the talent. You see, basically, it's, it's a it's a good end to the Carter series where it's like, I don't want a Carter six. Let's come up with a new name or something. Start something you know, new. start start something new. <laughs> but this is a it's a great ending. And I went back and listened to the other Carters three, two, one, and this kind of basically the structure of the album is very similar to the rest of them too. Mm-hmm. So you can appreciate that. And I think it as you might think going him going through law cases and this being for the last four yeah. years brought up that you would just think that they would put something out just to put it out. And I don't think they did that. That they nah. really took the time out to pick out the songs um, that worked for what they were trying to do. So I, I'm, I'm appreciative. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say it's a classic, but it's nah. a good album. It's a good album. It's not my favorite Wayne album. 
but it's H- hard to do. Hard yeah. to do. Yeah, but it's it's still a solid album. Yeah, I I go back and listen to to uh, certain songs. What are your thoughts on the Dark Side of the Moon? I like it because it's Nicki Minaj singing. Thank you. Uh, I was waiting for her to come in rapping, but then it ended. So, <laughs> uh, I, I think, and and I think Nikki felt comfortable in that space of mm-hmm. singing, and it felt right. It didn't feel like she was trying to force anything, and uh, yeah, it, I liked it. You know, I have been saying this, and I think I'm on record some one of these podcasts mm-hmm. of saying this that I enjoy Nicki Minaj's singing voice way more than probably her rapping. And not saying that she needs to come out with a fucking R&B album, but I'm saying... She needs to incorporate it more. She needs to incorporate it more. And she did it a lot on her first Mm mixtape. Because before her first album, I think there's only one, one and a half mixtapes. She doesn't have much music out. She doesn't. Which is why I get confused with all this, you know, (laughs) queen shit. Like, you on album number three. Like, calm down. (laughs) You reloaded one album, right? Like, like relax. Like so, that's exactly what I'm saying. And on her first mixtape, on her only mixtape, she does a lot. She kind of like splits it more, where she sings a hook and raps, or sings a whole song. And I haven't seen that, yeah, in some time. So I was. It's kind of it's kind of the Drake model, the Drake model. Yeah. So you know that's that's something that uh, that's yeah. She needs to incorporate more. I mean, but let's get this right. Put this out here right yeah. now. I do not want a love ballad. No, I, with I Drake want... and Nikki singing to each other. For the love of God, yeah, no. Let's clarify that. <laughs> I want a, a a Drake style Nikki song where she's singing and rapping and doing back and forth. I don't be dope. Or they could split it up. Like she yeah. can sing the hook on a Drake song. I don't know. If I, I would be okay with that. I, we gotta be careful too. I don't want Nikki going out just doing sing doing doing choruses for niggas out here. I just, <laughs> let's clarify that. I think certain times, and I think that's why I appreciate it more because it's something that was a surprise. Mm-hmm. She was singing the entire time, uh, but no, I don't want I don't want Jay Z and then Nikki singing the chorus and yeah. instead of Beyonce. Let's 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 <laughs> that, get that straight. First off, <laughs> I don't think that'll ever happen. Yeah, <laughs> I mean exactly that you know. And for real, uh speaking of singing on the album, his daughter I think did a pretty Regine. good job. Regine. Uh, I, I think she did a, a Lisa good a good enough job. It was a, it was a family affair. You got Nivy on there. Mm-hmm. Uh singing on that on there too. You got Regine on there. Uh Shanti. Shanti. <laughs> Odd, but I'm pretty sure he yeah. he's throughout the five years may have smashed or whatever. Man, you never know. Um, Speaking of smashing, <laughs> yes, the song that everybody's talking about, the one that has gone into wild, uh, wild <laughs> speculation. Mm-hmm. The one with Kendrick, Mona Lisa. Okay, so. It's a it's an eerie vibe to that. It's sure. a very eerie vibe to that, and it's an odd vibe because it's talking about something that actually happens, probably a lot more than than people think it does, and not just to rappers, to regular ass dudes. And that's girl finds a guy who has a little bit of money, takes them, entices them back to the house, and it's a setup. Like that's what Wayne's part is about is a, is a setup to 
Girl pulls you back, leaves the door unlocked. I think there's like two or three S, uh, Law & Order SVU episodes about this. For sure. I've seen it happen. Yeah. Unfortunately to one person on the co- coaching staff of a school <laughs> that I really don't want to talk about. Yeah, let's, let's not go down that <laughs> Jesus. But it happens. It, it happens through Craigslist. It happens through Tinder. I've seen it happen. This is the more traditional route of just pulling a nigga who's got a little bit of money in a bar. Yeah. And then the second half of the song comes. And that's the part with Kendrick's verse. Yeah. Kendrick's verse is about a woman mm-hmm. who has had a past relationship with Wayne. Mm-hmm. And anytime Wayne calls, will leave the man that she's with. You you do know that what happened here. This is Kareem Stephens. That's what I thought. Okay. So that's the thing. That the internet went and dug, and the, the magic of Black Twitter dug yeah. up this Prince <laughs> Stephens interview. The internet will never lose, like <laughs> never. Don't, don't ever forget that. When, they, <laughs> when in doubt, the internet will, will win. <laughs> so they found this interview where Corinne Stephens was saying, yep. "Super AKA Superhead was saying, hey, Wayne calls. I tell the guys that I'm with, if Wayne calls, I'm leaving. Bye.'" And she leaves, goes, hangs out with Wayne for days, days, and then comes back. And you just have to understand it. Wayne has an all-access pass Guys, to her. It's also, <laughs> at the time, it's also a review of the guy she was dating at the time. Bill Maher was probably one of those guys around that time. I didn't know so, if it was Bill Maher or Malcolm Jamal Warner. Either way, these are suck ass niggas though. So let's <laughs> let's be clear. It was This wasn't Method Man or this no. wasn't doing this shit with Ja Rule. Nah. Let's let's get the, t- the the category of guys she's talked to at the time that, yeah. that allowed this to happen. <laughs> we got to put that in the picture too. Okay. <laughs> I feel bad because Michael Jamal Warner just actually started. He got back on the radar. He's on this show I, called The Resident. I did. I saw. He just come to homecoming a lot too. He is. Like, yeah, he just come to homecoming like every yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he um he uh was a he's on The Resident now and killing it. I fucking love his character. <laughs> but uh, and, and also Eddie from uh Family Matters. She was with him for that time. Yep. Too. So, yep. Again, suck ass niggas. But, you know, hey. Uh, <laughs> Wait, am I confusing Eddie and Malcolm Jamal Warner? Or did she Maybe. get with them both? I, I, look, I, I, didn't, I didn't, you know, flinch an eye when you oh, said Malcolm Jamal Warner. Looks like we got to edit the deal. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Malcolm. Who no, we can. <laughs> Just when you pop in, <laughs> we come by, to, come by to take you down. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway. Oh, um, wait. What what did you overall think of Mona Lisa? I was I was shocked that that we kind of went that topic with Kendrick. Mm-hmm. You know, we, this is the Kendrick verse, Kendrick song. You know, lyrically it's there, storytelling is there, which I think the point of it is. Um, but the topic was just odd for them too, because Kendrick isn't an overly sexual guy or to talk about women. No, that he's way. not. And uh, Wayne is <laughs> obviously. Um, so just, it was an odd, odd song, odd topic for for that song, and obviously it's going to be the most popular one because of Kendrick and Wayne together. So when I look at it, when I see it on the top it's of the list, not Malcolm Jamal Warner. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely Eddie Winslow, but I'm not the only person to make that mistake. There's a, there's a whole thread in here where it was like they got married, but it wasn't it, the dude that she got married to for a little while looked like Malcolm Jamal Warner. It, it's it's a whole path. It's one of those uh, 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 Mandela theory things. So so Malcolm Jamal Warner, we apologize. We apologize. It's been a rough year for you. You know, Cosby doing show, thing on the Cosby Show uh, got canceled and taken off of Hulu, and now you're 
compared to a guy that's been married to Superman. Sorry, sorry, Malcolm. My bad, bro. It's a uh, do not <laughs> just chill out for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but it, you're 100 percent right. Where Kendrick, it, it's a step out of Kendrick's lane. Yeah, sure. And the other thing is, the ending of it is kind of creepy because the guy goes to kill himself. Yeah. And it it is a rough ending. It is. It's just not a. It's not an iconic song. Like I, I don't feel comfortable going back and listening to it just because of the, the topic of the story. You know, yeah. as, much, as much as it's Kendrick and, and Wayne, I'm not like rushing to go back and like get in that mood and listen to that song. Because <laughs> it does, like you're just you're kind of going, you're vibing along with it. I, yeah. I, the first time you hear it, and I even saw people talking about it. And you're like, yo, I need to go take a break after Mona Lisa. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I need, I need, I need to take a break off of his mom crying on the intro. Oh like, yeah, that was. I was like, no, I get it. Like that's a, that's a good outro. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I'm sorry, bro. I don't want to hear your mom crying every every time I pop pop in your, your you know your, your music. Like he even he even said that. Like he said he hasn't gone back and listened to his out al- to the album in full because of his mom on the intro. I, Wayne Wayne is dangerously forgetful and lazy, not lazy, but just kind of like whatever. And I think he's got to get out of that. Yeah. Because I remember, we got to remember his, his uh, interview he had where he was on the first point. I think it was the Black Lives Matter. Like, he yeah. didn't matter. He, like, he said that crazy shit that. Yeah. He he jumped on the All Lives Matter train for a second. Yeah. So, we, we got to remember before Kanye, there was Wayne. And because Wayne shut the fuck up and disappeared, maybe we got to thank Birdman for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, we got to look back <laughs> and say that. Because if, if Wayne kept going on that path, he could have been the, the pre-Kanye. On TMZ, screwing on tables and shit. I wish he would. If we had to sacrifice Wayne to keep Kanye, I think I'd be okay with that. But that's just really what what Kanye like musical Kanye or Kanye the the whole circus. I think musical Kanye because it just I hate having to like feel immediately when a song that I love comes on, and it happened a lot starting with R. Kelly. Like Mm -hmm. when now. When I think age ain't nothing but a number or bump and grind, somewhere in the back of my head, even though I love that song, is was he writing this about a 13 year old? And that's just fucked up. And so that's why I've taken a lot of his music off the table. Kanye now has that some effect of fuck. I love flashing lights. I love my black dark twisted fantasy. But this nigga is just wiling out now talking about shit that he just doesn't understand. Well, that's see, that's that's why I'm a cool with it. He's just he's just ignorant, you know, or not ignorant, but more so, not responsible in coming up with full thoughts to to speak about out loud, rather than like being a fucking pedophile and being, this a, is you know, I, there is a huge difference. Yeah, here yeah, for between sure. fucking kids yeah. and voicing your there, opinion. There's plenty of people that I disagree with in life that I listen to listen to their music, like you know, but. Ball with the Ball is probably the hardest to let like go to me. Who? Ball with the Ball, Kid oh. Rock's first song. Yeah. That and his um, uh, summer. I forget the summertime song he has, but he just became such an asshole. Like he uh, he, he just he fed into the country. I was about to say he, he fed he fed he into led the... into he leaned into his fan base. Yeah. I can't be mad at yeah. that. But at the same time, a lot of a lot of us weren't buying Kid Rock, so I was like, "Fuck y'all." 
<laughs> this is true. And but understand the area I, I grew up in the whitest area possible. I did listen. I I bought Creed Rock's probably but first album. That was different time. One. That was TRL time. So that like, was TRL. You were getting that shit. You were getting bleed bled into that already. Yeah. Just by watching TRL. So it's yeah. like and when MTV was actually making you know yeah music and he produced one of my favorite Eminem tracks of all time that people just don't realize. Which one? Um, it is uh my drug song or my party song. It's off Marshall Mathers LP. Might be my party song. Because it's it's the one where the girl takes takes shrooms and they have to take her to the hospital. Yes, that one. Ooh. I didn't. A lot of people don't know he produced that. Did not. I didn't yeah. know he was producing like that at all. Actually, I thought he was just fuck if I knew. But <laughs> he uh, that's that's what that's what stuck with me, yeah. and I was like, okay, this. I, that's why I started fucking with Kid Rock. I forget who who ended up telling me that, but kills me every time. So, what do you think is next for Wayne? Next for Wayne, I think he's gonna. I think he's going to do his normal features. Yeah. Because after he comes out with an album, he usually starts featuring on a bunch of shit. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to go into that for a little while. Next album, I don't know. Yeah. Does he have any under more under contract is the question. No. So, he's done. It's all... Even this album is only off of Young Money. So... Yeah. He's not distributed by Universal or Cash Money anymore. So... Uh, you know, e- either that can st- and all he has to do is sit and eat off of Nicki and Drake. So. Which I I think only Nicki. I think Drake, which is why he didn't appear in the album Clearance Issues. So I'm not sure if he's still on Young Money anymore. And I know he said in the interview he was. Okay, that so. was the one thing he was like he kept Nicki, he kept Drake. Okay, and but I'm wondering if it was like a sample clearance okay. versus like an actual verse clearance. Yeah. And then you also think, because I mean, how, I don't know how's that work now. Because is Cash Money the only people that don't get to eat off Nicki Minaj and Drake anymore? Like, how's who's that on, work? Do we even know who's on Cash Money? Uh, <laughs> they had, this is weird. I, they I had a weird I think, fucking think Buster Rhymes maybe, or yeah. he got off. Uh, was Mystical. Uh, Mystical's back in jail. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Maybe. <laughs> Juvenile. <laughs> like the 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 list is pretty. Outrageous, like I said, uh, Limp Bizkit. Young, young Thug is probably paying him something. Yeah, still on a bad contract. Um, what's his the, the other dude who was with Thug for a while? Rich Homie. Yes, probably. Um, Jacquees apparently. Jacquees, yeah, that's a he put out a good album this year. They still list Wayne on the site, which is funny. Who is his wife? Chanel West Coast, maybe. <laughs> 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 I had to laugh. I she was on one of my lists for a while. She might be on Young Money now. I think she was on Young Money. I don't know who Kasky is, and I don't know who Corinne H- Hannah is. Fuck it, they also need to update this website. It's also Rich Game, which is a whole other entity. Well, which yeah, I don't know what that's about because Rich Game isn't Young Thug and Rich Homie Kwan anymore. It's just any nigga he wants to, to, to put call out. Rich yeah. Game. The future was part of Rich Gang too for a little bit. Yeah. But um, regardless, uh yeah, I don't I don't know. I think with this freedom that, that Wayne has now, I don't know if he's actually gonna Do you be, think his heart's still in music? I don't think so. Honestly. I mean he just went through this I wouldn't call it traumatic experience, but it's a lot. And uh it's your life. You know, I think at, back. You gotta remember back in that Carter one phase and all those mixtapes. Mm-hmm. 
he was motivated to be the rapper. He motivated to be the best rapper. I don't know that's his motivation anymore to 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 constantly go out and prove himself as the best rapper anymore. I think he wants to get as much money as possible. Yeah. Which may be a different motivator, but it ain't going to be like, I'm just going to be killing these verses that I have or get on your song and kill you in these verses. Like, I think with all the time that he's been out the game because of the, the lawsuit or whatever, maybe he's thought of some other things he can do. You know, maybe he's gotten finally good at skateboarding. Maybe he's, <laughs> he's got a lot of kids he could take care of. Like, you know, of kids he can take care of, which, Shit. you know. We'll see, but I, I just don't. I, he's older now too. Mm-hmm. He's been he's been in the game since thirteen. So what he's like thirty something now, thirty six, yeah. thirty seven. It's a long time being in the game. A lot a lot of hurt, you know, emotions are tied to it. So I could imagine him, you know, taking a little easy, and just coming out with different albums, maybe two or three years on a normal scale. But I don't think we're gonna get that mixtape heavy rap 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 Wayne anymore. I don't think. I think you're you're one hundred percent right. I don't know if he he may have developed other interests in this time, but I think he has nothing left to prove. Yeah, that's the thing too. I yeah. feel like yeah. he just has nothing left to yeah. just say. You know what? I'm good. Yeah, I can. I I did. I've accomplished all goals in rap. Right. Um. So now niggas can sit there and debate. Uh, who's what part? What part of this top ten list do I sit in? Right. And that that'll be an internal debate, but his name I think deservedly sits in there somewhere. Sure, I, I think, and that, and that proves for the sales too. You know, mm-hmm. he did like almost half a half a million first yeah. week, which isn't just incredible. Yeah, and this um, time, which is the same format as what Carter Three did. You know, yeah. it was a build anticipation from you know all these mixtapes that he did, and then he heard Lollipop. He was like, okay, this really might be a good album, <laughs> and then people crazily brought it. Yeah. Same thing with this. Like, you know, it's like, oh shit, Wayne's back. It's finally coming out. What's the single off this? Is there one? I mean, I just hate to do this. I mean, I feel like the challenge game, which Cash Money, Young Money are extremely maximized on. Mm-hmm. Uh, uproar, I guess. <laughs> but that's that's odd. Yeah. I feel like he kind of stole one. You think? Yeah. With no, no, I'm talking about with. Um, uh, he kind of bit off of uh, my man, uh, Lil Duval. Really? To start this shit off right. Mm. Pretty much starts off the same as Small Bitch. Same type of sample. That's the song, and it's a song with with Ashanti and Mac Main. But but see, I gotta, I I see it. Yeah. I get what you're saying, yeah. but I, I look at the New Orleans shit, New Orleans sound, so I feel like if anybody can do that, I'll be like, they can do that. And it's <laughs> like, maybe Fresh on there, hit, you know, it's a New Orleans type of vibe, and mm-hmm. Mac Main, like, I get that, but I see your point too, but. I also feel like uh, just bringing him up, Manny Fresh is just. Manny Fresh is a genius. Yeah. I feel if like he's you, underappreciated. He always will be. I mean, that's uh, that's up. That's Manny Fresh's fault, though. I mean, Manny Fresh has amazing songs and beats, and I think he was almost working on an album with Most Def, which would have been amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, he's got. I mean, some of the things he's done with the Cash Money early on, Hot Boys and Big Timers, those type of songs. You listen to those actual beats. They're really impressive for some niggas in New Orleans. Yeah, you know but what it, I mean. It, it wasn't. Like production-wise, beat-wise, drums, yeah. yeah. 
I just think he needs. I mean, unfortunately, he didn't have that 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 I guess that producer run per se, where he's just jumped, he's just got he's flooding the market with many fresh beats. So well, I feel like he did, but didn't at the same time. Right. It's, and maybe it was because maybe my vision is skewed. Yeah. From being in Atlanta so long, right? Because right. I feel like during that whole like Sierra Field Mob, yeah, that whole run, yeah, I feel like it was all him. Like I went back and started just let me go look back at yeah. this. And I was like, damn, you really made my like yeah. end of high school through college. I know you started jump jump with Ti for a little bit. And yeah, the top back songs. He just a couple songs were across. It's just, I guess it's just too sparingly. You know yeah. what I mean? But he has some hits, man. He, no, he's he's incredible. He's like I said, he's always player. to me, he's always gonna be underrated just because even when I watch like videos on YouTube of him making mm-hmm. beats, it's like, why the fuck is that not out? Like, <laughs> what's, what's going on? Speak, so, but uh, speaking of Ti and Atlanta, yeah. we have third album for the day. Yeah, Don Trap, a which actually just came out Thursday, Friday. Uh, Friday. Friday. Yeah. Um, is fifteen tracks. And what do you think of it? I, I actually he previewed a couple of the songs at um one music fest. Okay. Specifically the one with Meek Mill, Hefe. And I think the one he he did uh, I think oh. what can I say too? So initial thoughts were I was gonna hate this album. <laughs> like this to me because long story short, I've been looking for bad albums. I, I have this kind of theory that a lot of music now is pretty good mm-hmm. so i've been looking for bad music and i was like this ti album is gonna be the, ba- the the bad album just off of the singles i didn't like he- i liked hefe for the beat but i didn't like i didn't like it in the club or and you know i didn't see where, was, where i was gonna play this at wraith was kind of lazy to me like it was just kind of wraith just, was the other one yeah that's the other one he, he, he previewed. previewed wraith was kind of lazy to me just by itself it was just you know basically a typical beat and young yo Gotti on it cool. yeah so, and I also heard Dave Chappelle was on it, but, like, Dave Chappelle isn't, like, the best orator at times on, 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 you know, so I was like, okay, what's going on here? And then the whole rollout was pretty, pretty, pretty fast, you know, mm-hmm. for, for T.I. to put out the singles, which is odd for kind of a, a thing now, and then putting the album out maybe two weeks later after that. So, I was, I was disappointed, I was, I was planning myself, I was like, yep. Getting the text ready, like, hey guys, T.I. album's trash, guys. T.I. <laughs> trash, equal. <laughs> but when I listened to it, I was pleasantly surprised. Um, the production was very good. Um, the intro was was amazing. Mm-hmm. Into into uh, what's it? Laugh at laugh at you or whatever. laugh at him. Laugh at him. Um, it it played very very well. I was I was impressed. Um, it it doesn't sound like it, it basically covers every piece of T.I. that I appreciate, which is, you know, the kind of, yeah, we, you sell drugs and specifically give me details of how you sell drugs. But in a mature kind of, a mature tone to the point where I could, that's, that's why we called him Jay-Z the South. Mm-hmm. Because similar to Jay Jay Z would basically be a drug dealer. Jay Z's whole career was basically shitting on drug dealers. You know, like oh, you got the seven seven forty five. I got it. I got it. You know, that's the older version. I got the new version. Like shitting on what, what drug dealers were doing. You drink Kiss Down, drink more whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what Ti was doing. They do his career. And he's back to that. Um, and the, the it, it played out pretty well. Even listening to Hefe and Wraith again, it sounds better 
in, in, the in sequence yeah. of the album. So um, I was pleasantly, pleasantly surprised. Um, and then the features on there too. You got Meek Mill on there. He's got Yo Gotti, um, Sam uh, Young Thug, Young Thug which, Anderson Pack. This is a good song. Um, the Jesus song is pretty good too. The Young Thug song, I gotta, you know, I gotta grow. It's gotta grow on me. Yeah. It's like a. It's weird. First of all, it's produced by Swiss Beats. Doesn't sound like a Swiss Beats song. Um, it's more of like a Coachella type of like. I'm white, we're at a barbecue, bar- <laughs> Budweiser commercial type shit. Um, but yeah, it's a good album. Hmm. And there's the Tiana Taylor songs really good on there. Am um, I drunk? Okay, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll figure it out later. But Tiana Taylor's song. It's really good. What'd you think of the Watch the Duck song? I love Watch the Duck. So I love Watch the Duck too. I, actually, that might be one of my favorite songs on the album. and Because uh, the beat's good. Mm-hmm. Chorus works. I mean... I, it wasn't one of my favorite songs the first time I listened to it because yeah. I listened to it in the house. Yeah. Second time I listened to it, I was in the car and was like, this is fucking... It's incredible. This is incredible. Yeah. And I feel like Watch the Duck has been bubbling for so long. A couple different artists have used them on their songs, but they're in for a big hit at some point. They got to keep coming, though. They got to keep coming. They can't take these breaks that they've been doing. I think mm-hmm. they, had, they had a decent song with Pharrell uh, mm-hmm. a while back. Uh, they they were on TTI's last album for well, the album before the, the most recent one. Yeah. Um, they I mean they're talented, they're unique, but they got I think I, they did have an album come out. Yeah, they did. But I just, and I feel like it's just something's got to happen. And they got to find their niche and stick to it. Yeah. Because if they keep jumping around and doing other shit, then they they don't get lost in the sauce. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but I mean the sequencing like the first four songs are really good. Mm-hmm. Again, the weekend songs would take some time. I didn't like the amazing Mr. Fuck Up. It was, I, I it, kind of enjoyed it because it, it gave you a little like insight into him. For sure. I mean, I, I and think how lyrically he finally kind of yeah. realizes that he... And I, he probably realized this a while ago. Sure. And, and realizes that, yeah, I, I just fuck up sometimes. I, I appreciate the song, the, the lyrics, but the beat and Victoria I could pass on. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I like the Anderson Pock song. What can I say is good, mm-hmm. Fa. Uh, that helped out with Dave Chappelle jumping yeah. on the intro on that again. Yeah. So and, and the I, beat was good too. And I'm people know I'm, I'm should know by now shit that I'm yeah. from Philly, and so I'll for I'll eternally support Meek. Yeah, as long as he keeps and learning Meek's, from his mistakes. Meek's Meek's in his in his bag and, and yeah. this is his song. So if there's a if there's a Meek Mill song on here, it's this one. Yeah. So. Jeezy, um, I didn't feel like that song was that great. I, to me, I appreciate the song because that's if we're gonna do anything trap related, this is this is the song that is gonna be on. Mm-hmm. I think, think two two produced it. It's a typical Atlanta song that we're not getting much of anymore from that era. So I, I appreciate the nostalgic piece of that, and you know it's good. Uh, Lucci song, pray for me. I I am not a fan of Lucci. I'm not a big fan either. But I think he did a good job on this song. I think the way it's, the beat is. And kind of sequence, I can tolerate it. I just don't like Lucci's kind of flow <laughs> at all. Uh, uh, you know what I'm surprised about? That his kids aren't on here. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because his kids are kind of his whole thing right now. Like, yeah. he had them up on stage at One Music Fest. One of, they did a song. They did one of his songs with him. At one music fest, so I'm, I was kind of surprised that they didn't. 
he didn't start throwing one or two of them in there. So just this, just to this is a major beef of mine with Ti mm-hmm. and his career is that Ti is a major artist, like a major major artist, but he doesn't act like one musically, right? So you know. It, you can get a T.I. verse anywhere. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I've seen T.I. verse on OG to OT Genesis album, you know, Yo, you know um, Dolph's album. Um, he's got his side group with uh, Bankroll Mafia. He's all over that. Hustle Gang album is all T.I. All on there. Mm-hmm. T.I. should be hailed as kind of almost like a Jay-Z, where when a Jay-Z verse comes out, make some room, take some time. It's a verse. But T.I. is just everywhere. I don't think he takes his his career to that kind of uh, that hell to kind of area where it's like you know when I when I rap when I verse when I rap a verse it comes out it's a big deal it's like I I can get it to verse anywhere like I can, I can hear it <laughs> on any album it's not special not a big deal so that's kind of why I appreciate this album he took some time out to kind of least try to make it special with the cover art with Dave Chappelle on there. You know, making things matter, mm-hmm. and, you know, make himself a, a bigger artist to where it's like, hey, I'm rapping, I'm making this a big deal. This is, you know, Don Trap, etc. So he also, I enjoy that he put a lot of time and thought and energy because he kind of released this coinciding with the Trap Museum. Music Museum, which here. I think is a mature response. I think it is too. And I think because the old Ti would have just you know fuck your niggas would you know or would have just rolled up on on Gucci or whatever and said I started trapping. He was like cool. He's he's doing like the mature big boy corporate moves. Like okay, all right. You think you started trap music? Let me just I made a museum. So <laughs> <laughs> let's see who write, rewrites history now. Like you know what I mean? That's so right. have you been yet? Nah, I'm good. Um, I grew up. <laughs> I grew up on that. So. Um, that's you know, ain't nothing there that's gonna surprise me. You yeah. know, um, it was a smart move to to do it right before A three C two. True, because yeah. I know that like fresh off the plane, Angela Yee went to mm-hmm. she just taking pictures at yeah, the museum. Pe- people are here, yeah. People are, are there for it. Yeah, where's um, it at? What part of the season? That's a good question. I don't know. Yeah, I follow them on Instagram, so I know <laughs> the address is on there. For so, a is it one. open or is it just kind of like a pop up for? It's open certain times. And I think okay. it's like a Thursday through Sunday type. Okay. Where and it's in a probably a gallery or event space. I'm gonna kick myself. It's like down no, the street. It's, it's probably across the street. <laughs> <laughs> but which make would make. I live in a very like artsy district. Yeah, Hopefully, so. I'm not giving too much. Somebody <laughs> don't come rob me. You ain't gonna get shit. <laughs> like you want this microphone here, you can have the microphone, nigga. But um, so if it's down the street, I'm gonna be pissed at myself. Yeah. But. I, I think, and for those who do or don't know, A3C, y'all should probably look into it. It's a conference and music festival that takes place in Atlanta every October. That it started just as like a two-day music festival, and they expanded it out to a five-day music conference and a two-day music festival. And when I say music conference, it's very much so like the Revolt Conference, but it's like workshops from artists and producers and executives in the music industry about how to get into the music industry, how to read contracts, how to uh, promote and advertise. I, for somebody getting into it, I think it's it's probably extremely helpful. They only had one um, workshop on podcasting, so I, I didn't feel the need to attend. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm kind of managing 
low key managing a, a producer, but by low key managing, I mean I'm giving him thumbs up or down on what's good and what's not, <laughs> and trying to shop his shit around. But so I'm I'm I didn't feel the need to attend this year, but I've attended in years past. It's a good look. It's a good look for the city. It's, mm-hmm. it's and it's a good look for hip hop. It is because I feel like these music conferences and shit are a matured music thing that hasn't happened in hip hop a lot. A lot of it was just oh nigga just keep grinding and then get a drug dealer to invest in you. What was that uh that conference they used to have in the nineties here in Atlanta? It was uh Jack the Rapper, Jack the Ripper, rapper I think Jack the Rapper. It so this has progressed over years. I think yeah. we talked about this earlier. I mean like. Just two, three years ago, you know, mm-hmm. we were getting like, you know, B and C artists per se. You know, now we're getting Wu Tang, Dipset, and Lil Wayne. And Lil Wayne. So, <laughs> I mean, it's growing, and I think it's a lot more organic than a lot of other festivals and organizations, just because you actually have fans that come down here. Yeah, for for this, for this specifically for this, for and this. it it puts a, a a very like cool energy into the city, mm-hmm. and. Like, for instance, I went to Harold's Chicken last night on Edgewood. Yeah. And three artists in a row walked in and just talked to the DJ like, yo, can you play my song? Yeah. And one of them was good. The other two were kind of trash. Yeah. But, <laughs> hey, it just people have that energy yep. that I feel like has left a little bit at times. Mm-hmm. Just having that around is really cool. Yeah. And so it was enjoyable. I wasn't out as much this weekend um, but yeah, being just having that energy and flow of Atlanta is the place you want to be. It's it's still Atlanta has the infrastructure for you to do this. Like mm-hmm. so, like when you pop around as a new artist, you're not the only new artist. Yeah, you pop around as a medium size or large artist, you're not the me you know the only one here. Yeah. So we we can facilitate that, and you still have a good time, and you can yeah. still kind of blend in if you want to blend in, or you know stick out if you really if you want to, to stick out. So. Um, I remember there was a rapper named the one of the years I went to AC3, A3C, John Connor. Yeah. And I I don't know what's happened to him, but he had such a presence, like street team presence at A3C. It was well, fucking was he Was he signed to Interscope at the time? I don't think, I don't know if he was. Okay. Because he signed to Interscope now, which is, is odd mm-hmm. because, you know, the whole big push for Anderson Pac now. Yeah. Uh, which is well deserved, but yeah. still. Um, he's he, John Connor's been there for a minute. Um, other another person, King Mez, who was a huge artist on uh, the Compton album with Dr. Dre, mm-hmm. finally put out a couple songs this maybe this month or so, last oh. month. Um, but you know, <laughs> that's why when, when you work with Dre, you know, that's that's part you of the have the you have the M and M's, but you have the RBXs too. You yeah. know, who are all on your album, but they disappear. So it's kind of a curse because John Connor was all over that Compton album. Yeah. Um, he he can really rap, so he um because uh, that was the that was the beef with him and Eve. Eve yep. got shelved at mm-hmm. shelved for yeah. a while. Eve, Rakim, yep. Uh, I think Busta put out an album, but that was only one. Yeah, but just getting uh, so moving up to one last thing to put yep. a, to the put an end on the Ti album. So skits on this album are fucking dope. They are. They add so much to the they album, do. and like you were saying with the him and Dave Chappelle. Yep, and he's a fool for putting the, the scene from uh, uh, from uh, it's not Atlanta. What's what's the the, the his movie? ATL. Yes, ATL. 
fuck. <laughs> My brain is just not firing yeah, tonight. That, right? that, that was an easy one. Yes, it was. And I said Atlanta, but it was but the scene from ATO. She's trying to where Nunu's trying to get her chain back. Oh yeah, yeah. Fucking dying. Yeah. I was like, you a fool for putting that in the song. I was like, for putting that on the album. No, it's. It's it's well put together, you know, Hell and yeah. I appreciate that. And you know, I I think uh, it, it's about time Ti like Ella put his put his work where his you know where he should be at in the mm-hmm. level of hip hop. Like if you're a a top ten artist, let's let's take the time out and you know create a piece of work that reflects that. So and the outro to to, to Hefe. Yeah, where he he goes back. He he was playing. He definitely played his favorites. Yeah, and so like the whole Ti versus Tip versus Tip thing. Yeah, he kind of plays that up in the end of Hefe, and it was fucking. I I appreciated the intro. Yeah, that rolled into the second song where he's like, "It's a trap. It's a trap." Like he did on on trap music. So Mm -hmm. he definitely played his favorites. Yeah, and I. This so, the small details the small make make it make a big difference. So, so just to give a preview of next week and our music section next week, I fully plan on talking about this damn Logic album that everybody wants me to listen to and swears by. It's really good, but I think a lot of people don't realize the the Young Sinatra piece first. So, like, if you listen to the Young Sinatra mixtape series, you understand what this is. Okay. Oh God, um, so I gotta listen to more logic to understand this logic? <laughs> Fuck. I mean you, you it's it's boom bad rap, but like when the young Sinatra mixtapes were all that before, so it's like that's like a part and, of it. And I don't have a problem with that. I just have problems with him. And I'll I'll voice yeah, those next time. For sure. Uh Dom Kennedy's album, I've Amazing. gotta get on. And this purely off problematic from the Black Panther album. SOB I can't get into that. RBE. Really? I, I You're not just, a fan of, of like Bay Area rap? I don't think they're Bay Area rap. I just I feel a lot of the yelling and uh <laughs> like I, I don't get the musical piece of it, right? Where I just like this there's, there's some dope Bay Area rappers like yeah. you know you know, E forty Larry June, new new guy from uh out there. Uh but I just I don't know. Are they from Sacramento, I think, right? I think so. Yeah. And I, I, my, I'm a little bit skewed because I, I have three friends. Yeah. Huh? Mozzie, who's also Mozzie, came yeah. on the album. From, uh, uh, I have three really close friends from Sacramento. Mm-hmm. So just their excitement. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you guys came out from Vallejo and down in Sacramento. It's like, yeah, we finally, we finally on. Yeah. So, I mean, I think those are the, the ones we're talking about. We'll try to talk about next week. And then uh, we'll take a quick break and then get to a little bit of tech, a little bit of Netflix, and we'll get uh, yeah, get some impressions. So we'll be back in a moment. Round two. Fight. Welcome back, kids. Ladies, gentlemen, anybody who's fucking listening. Um, I hope there's no kids listening. No, I've, I've, I've said some uh, pretty vulgar things. Before. I have to. <laughs> I, but I mean, I, I click that explicit tag every time. So if your kids are listening, it's your own fucking fault. Yeah, you're, you're a bad parent. Yep. Sorry. So, uh, so moving on to our next two topics, we'll get them in here. One tech, kind of tech, kind of uh, political, not, not political, but kind of tech, kind of uh, uh, just financial as well. And that's Elon Musk. And then we're going to talk a little bit about Netflix. Some Netflix shows and stuff that's out there that's kind of cool. Um, 
because we do cover here at Virtual Dopeness, music, yeah. media, and technology. So in the past, and I'll, I'll give you the, the highlights of this. In the past couple of weeks, uh, Elon Musk has been ousted or asked to leave or step down, depending on who you talk to, might give you a different answer, for uh, of Tesla as the CEO of Tesla. He's also been fined $220 million. And he could have potentially faced, like, criminal charges, but I think the fine is going to be the only it's a lot of, charge. It's a hefty fine. It's a very hefty fine. But, I mean, if anybody can absorb $220 million, it's going to be Elon Musk. So I'm not too worried about it, uh, especially when Trump skipped on $500 million and nothing happened. Bastard. Anyway. That's Trump for you. There you go. Trump so... <laughs> Uh, so what this all stems from is Elon Musk tweeted out that uh, tweeted out about how the performance of how Tesla was doing. That m- was what they're using as saying misled investors, and because he misled investors, it put everything at risk. That is actually. If you are the CEO of a company, you can't do that. It's right up along those same lines as insider trading, where if you are on the board of a company or a CEO of a company that's publicly traded, and you give your homeboy information like, yo, we're about to announce something really big and our stock's going to shoot up. Or, hey, sell off everything because, nigga, we're about to declare bankruptcy tomorrow. <laughs> that is illegal. That is called... that is. Uh, Security and Exchange Commission investigates that as a crime. Um, They have been, there there are ways to get out and around of things, and they do their best, but they're of an underutilized resource. That's why there's so much corporate. So, what did he exactly say? Do you remember? Um, Well, not exactly, but like, what did he say? Like, hey, we're doing pretty good over here at Tesla. (laughs) No, it was actually an announcement, it was something more detailed than that. Um, but I mean, I also think this is a this is no surprise to me, honestly. This same motherfucker that's been trying to go to space, right? SpaceX too. All of this yeah. stuff is kind of like all based off of maybes and can I and maybe like you want me to invest millions of dollars in the space? Really? You you want to do the space program? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, the last Tesla didn't do well. Then when you built it, it didn't go well. didn't perform well. didn't test well. You know, you fired all your production team. You know, this these are these are signs of, like, hey, we you know, I ran game on you guys. Let's get some money in there and then go from there. You know, this doesn't seem like a surprise to me. Like, he's been running game on y'all for a, for a while. That's what I'm saying. He has. And he... I feel like this this is just a, a speed bump to him, truthfully. Really? Because I, I feel like... Okay, his tweet was exactly, I'm considering taking Tesla private at 420 Oh, yeah, he did say that. Okay. So it was basically, when it goes to $420, I'm going to take it private, which means it would basically limit the amount of stock that was available. Which would make it more... more... Probably. Yes. So, of course, that caused a big surge in people buying Tesla stock, which was untrue. Because it was untrue, 
and it's it, they considered it market manipulation. That is true because he could say I'm gonna do it at four, whatever the number is, four twenty, then mm-hmm. not do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. But, so, but if he did though, would that also be illegal though? I think so. I think I, I think regardless of after you give that information, or yeah, you like yeah, I guess. Yeah. Then you've you've manipulated the market in some way, right? And that is frowned upon. No, 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 I get that. <laughs> so, and that's why this is one of those things why people are so like, there is no SEC of like the Bitcoin market. So yeah. when you have things like the CEO of Coinbase at one point mm-hmm. said, "Oh, we're," there was a rumor that came out that they were going to put on a new coin into Coinbase. Yeah. So that coin shot up. Mm. A bunch. So there is no SEC for Bitcoin, right. and the Bitcoin market works purely on speculation at this point. Like it's speculation that is why Bitcoin is six thousand, eight thousand, yeah. whatever it is today per coin. Wow. And so this is the type of things of why people hate Bitcoin, but at the same time love Bitcoin because you can have these surges, pop it up there, and then get the hell out. It makes you think, though, like, you know, thanks to Twitter, like, it's ruining people's lives. Like, you got Trump out here saying some crazy things. You got, you know, people tweeting odd things, Kanye saying crazy things. You got Elon Musk out here getting fined, losing his position over (laughs) Twitter. I mean, if Henry Ford and Walt Disney had Twitter, I mean, they would be in trouble. Or it should have even if Steve Jobs was tweeting. If I had Twitter in college... (laughs) Because we had, I had Twitter the tail end of college. Right. Didn't have Instagram, I don't think. Uh-uh. And Facebook came to Morehouse freshman, my freshman year. Okay. And that was back when you had to get other schools. You had to get the, you had to get the, uh, the sign. You had, to get, you had to get the approval, not approval, but the basic uh, a recommendation from someone else. Yes, to get on. Yeah. To get on. And so I remember Morehouse and Spellman got on, Clark got on, and we were trying to get Bennett on. Yeah. Well, there was a bunch of guys that had a <laughs> connections were, out there. They were had connections at Bennett. They were trying to get them on. So it's just I I can only I know the trouble we got in with Facebook. Mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine having Facebook, Snapchat, Yik Yak, fucking uh, Instagram, Twitter all nexus together from the time I was an idiot in high school. I think about my MySpace page and I'm like, thank God that's gone. I hope. So there's two sides that you can, you know, you can be like, man, that's crazy to deal with. Or you'd be like, you grew up with it, so you should be a little more mature with it. You know, us, us at our age going through the transition, we should be a little bit more mature with it. So when I look at the Trumps and Elon Musk's and et cetera, it's like you should know better than this rather than someone who's like a kid who comes up with it already at their fingertips. Like, oh, you wake up with, with Twitter. Sure, mm-hmm. at your thoughts, you're going to spit it out and screw it out and blah, blah. So it's crazy. I mean, the world's in an odd transition place when it comes to communication. And, like, Elon Musk is basically just saying, hey, I'll just let y'all know what we're going to do. You know, yeah. communicate. I'm using Twitter to what Twitter should be used for. And look what look where that got him. So. And to be honest, this is not the first person to get in trouble for something on Twitter. Hell no. Hell no. But It won't be the last. It won't be the last either, but, but that's a hefty kicking the nuts <laughs> to, to take on because of something you tweeted. But I, th- I think to like the college quarterbacks, yeah, regular people 
who have gotten in trouble. Who knows? Maybe if Brett Kavanaugh had Twitter, we wouldn't have this asshole in the Supreme Court. That I, fucking I, hurt, by the way. I don't. I don't know what's what's stopping that. Honestly, I, I don't, it, I, like what more do you need to stop someone from being a Supreme Court judge? Because you know Clarence Thomas is there, so yeah. I mean this ain't the first time. We know, but it's the timing of this situation, the Me Too movement, yep, and Trump in his situations too. It's just alarming that this is still okay. That and. Um, what's her name? Uh, uh, Soledad O'Brien made a good point on Bill Maher's show on Friday. Friday, because I, I tape Bill Maher on Friday. Usually watch it on Saturday right. as I'm either w- waking up or hungover. <laughs> and she made a point like this is this wasn't a trial. This was a job interview. Yes, and we could have chose anyone else. If you acted like this on a job interview, you shouldn't get the job. Like there should be that much of a doubt where it's like okay. First, you have these accusations, and then you respond like this. This doesn't seem like a rational person when we need a rational person in this position. It's fucking stupid. Not even that. It's just that you have multiple accusations against yeah. you. Like, that's... it's No matter when it was, how it was, it's just more than one. It's You are a habitual Monster. offender. and uh, you, you stepped over some type of line habitually. And we got to look at whole people accountable, like the Senate, the Congress... Yep. Everyone, you now approve of these actions. So, you know, the next congressional hearing when we have these young ladies come up there and talk about abuse and being abused, or we have this Me Too, this the slip. I think they're coming up there pretty soon yep. for um, Weinstein to go to the Congress and you know do hearings there. I, you you can't you can't have a firm stance anymore when you let this guy. Uh, just waltz right into life. yeah it's, to a lifelong appointment. Yeah, he's yeah. Now you gave him a lifelong opportunity and job to make decisions on our lives. So. Ridiculous. So, um, so just to kind of to to wrap that. So this is, I guess, the lesson, the biggest lesson of the week. <laughs> Think before you fucking post. <laughs> but see, that's my point. Elon Musk has been doing this fuck shit for a while. Yes, you know, you you just don't get the space shit, and then you don't get these this unique software for this for these cars, and you get millions millions of dollars raised for something that hasn't been produced yet mm-hmm. without coming up with fuck shit, and he just got caught in his fuck shit. This is true. This motherfucker's been trying to go to space. <laughs> I, like he's got a billion dollar company off of telling people that he's going to space. I mean, but he he has backed up some of. Sure. Like, he has landed the rocket, which was possibly one of the most amazing things I've seen, is how you throw something into space and then bring it back down to just dead stop without crashing. Yeah, it's fucking sure. crazy. And I think I posted this on the, the Facebook page for Virtual Dumbness, the explanation of just thinking about, like, L.A. to London in 30 minutes. The shit is crazy. If it works out. If it works out, right. And the only thing that worries me, I, I'm not going to be on the first one. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. I'm probably not going to go in the first couple of years because one, I probably won't be able to afford it. Two. <laughs> yeah. But it's 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 a basically a, 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 a game of, hey, I can maybe do this. Believe in me. Hey, I can maybe do this. Believe in me. And then it's kind of like, it's almost like a 
a like a a Bernie Madoff type of Ponzi scheme, right? You promise this big return, and you keep giving people small little wins. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what this is, right? It's like, hey, we can do this in twenty years, but we'll do this for right now. We could do this in twenty years. It's banking on the future, but I'm gonna give you little small little wins here and there, and you feel comfortable. So I, you know, it's it's just hard for me to believe that people oh, millions of dollars are being raised for something that's speculatory. And then he gets caught up for doing the speculatory thing where it's like, hey, I'm going to do this to raise his money or, you know, I'm going to sell it here. Yeah, but I think that's the partly the time we're in. For sure. It's a lot because, of startups and shit like that. Yeah, because yeah, we're in a startup culture. We're in a Kickstarter culture. We're in a, in a, in a back me for this culture. Yeah. And we're going to make it happen. Yeah. So I think that's kind of like it's this on is far. on a grand scale. Yeah. But it's it's right on par for the culture. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and if anybody would like to believe in me in the Virtual Donuts podcast, there's a donate link. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there's a donate link on the virtualdonuts.com. Don't act brand new. Everybody's doing it. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, nigga, we need new microphones. <laughs> <laughs> Send it now. <laughs> uh, but we're just kind of in the space to to try to believe in. And he's the real world closest thing we're going to have to Tony Stark. Yeah, but truthfully, he's not as cool though. No, like Tony Stark was getting bitches and stuff. <laughs> I don't think Elon Musk is getting bitches. Like, I think Elon Musk is getting. Bitches. He's he's getting he's getting some, but he ain't getting like the Tony Stark bitches. Like, no, no. But so. I mean, he also doesn't have a suit, an iron suit that flies. <laughs> true, <laughs> can't, can't have everything. This is true. Can't have swag. Closest person to that is Akon, because Akon has multiple wives and is about to be Black Panther. He's already Black Panther. He pretty much is. I, and I'm, I need an update on his cryptocurrency because that one I, I will back. We also got to realize, like, how, how do you do it? Because I think somebody, I think he had the Drink Chance episode recently. Mm-hmm. And people were like, yeah. Super interesting episode. He was like, uh, go to Africa. And I'm like, okay, let's, let's talk about your, let's talk, yeah, walk me through this, Akon. Because <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't too sweet over here. Right. So, you know what I'm saying? If, if Akon, Akon wasn't like a regular nigga over here, though, like he was no. a superstar, like he was, you know, he's making money with Lady Gaga yeah. and popular. If this nigga went to Africa and it's cool, we we didn't we didn't know about this. Like yes. he ain't like well, y'all come back to America and be popular. He's like no, go to Africa. He said that's exactly what he said. Whatever you're doing here, yeah, go to Africa and do it and build it to a Fortune 500 company. I was like, this is the easiest smart thing I've heard people yeah. say. The fuck am I doing here still? <laughs> yeah, like sore superstar over here in America. Like, you, you sure you want to drop everything and do it in Africa? All right, if he's doing it, I'm yes, I'm following suit. So once Acon gives me like you know step by step process, I'm, I'm with I'm it. I'm here for it. Yeah, and he's not unreachable. I, he's know, not. He's a yeah, his brother's living here, here all he, the time. He's in CMLX station. Like he, he's, so he's touchable. I just have to remember that. I just hope that Akon's brother does not remember me because I'm pretty sure he wanted to punch me one night. And he levied that moment in his mind. Like, is this lawsuit that I'm gonna have to pay, or my brother's gonna have to pay? Yeah, he's got he's got his own money. He's got his own bread though. Yeah. Is this lawsuit that I'm gonna have to pay worth hitting this fool? It was a, <laughs> it was a quick story. Oh God! No, nah, it's a it's a couple of uh, you know links to, to yeah. Him, but I I just hope he doesn't remember because it was a very drunk night. It was at a Waffle House, mm. and I made a really bad joke because he was standing. He's the same complexion as Akon, very yeah, dark. Looks very close to him. Yeah, 
And he was standing next to this kid who went to Georgia Tech who was very pale. Uh-huh. And I was like, he needs, and, and literally the joke was, he needs to borrow some, some melanin from him. Uh-huh. My friend started dying laughing. And he looked at us, and I think, and my girlfriend at the time, who was equally as drunk and kind of hood, um, she knows she hood. No, listen, it's 2018, call him out. Equally as drunk and kind of hood, says something to him, and he completely, like, almost in a rude way dismissed her. Hmm. And so that's why I kind of stepped up. And I didn't realize it was Akon's brother until my friend said, yo, I think that's Akon's brother. And then I looked outside and saw the white Lambo. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm going to die now. Like, I just accepted it. I was like, well, I'll never be shit. So I'm hoping... <laughs> That he is a forgetful, forgetful, forgetful person. I think you know, uh, driving off in the Lambo forgets, <laughs> gives you short term memory. Meanwhile, I'm driving in my. <laughs> I'm driving you're, you're out Ubering my and, Ubering out. <laughs> wait on your Uber. <laughs> so, but that was, uh, but he, like I said, he took it in stride. Yeah, sure. Dapped up, walked away. It was all good, but. Yeah. I just think, but that that like you said, that Drink Champs episode where he said that it was just it's eye opening. Like, yeah, it's cool for your homeboy to say that shit, but like somebody who's successful here in America and to say like it. yeah, and to do it in Africa fairly easily. Like this motherfucker is like you know solar what solar power yeah to like half of a country or the majority of a country. And, I mean, I'm pretty sure he put a lot of effort into it, but I mean, I think he moved on to water now, like yeah. so he's doing multiple <laughs> shit. Like, can't be that hard. Like, you know creating, what I mean? Creating, and it's like the article, the one article I read was like he wants to create this futuristic city with his own cryptocurrency, and I'm like, God damn! Like that literally is Wakanda. Yeah, nigga, like you, you, you was cutting <laughs> Clef's hair over here and shit, and you know, singing auto tune with Styles P and T Pain. <laughs> And now you go over there, you fucking building a Wakanda. I, yeah, I could see him saying, "Yeah, like it's easy in Africa." It had hits. <laughs> he, he, I found where he got. He's making money. Yeah, he's making lots of money. So the other thing that came out from that drink test episode is the fact that he has his own Chevron pump at his house. <laughs> that's that's crazy. In Africa or here? <laughs> no, here. Oh wow! Like because Nori was saying on the drink test episode, he was like, he was caught down here to one of the. Snowstorms or one of the bad oh, yeah. storms where we were out of like there was no gas available, yeah. and he and one of his homeboys was like, "Yo, hit Akon. <laughs> he has a gas pump at his house. <laughs> like, go ahead, because apparently he had like thirty two cars or something. That's insane. His his rationale was interesting because he said he had thirty two cars mm-hmm. and didn't like go to like going to gas stations because gas stations is where all the stick-ups he knew happened. Yeah, you get robbed and shit. Yeah. You get robbed at the gas station. He was like, so I don't want to go to the gas station no more. <laughs> it, it ain't that many robberies <laughs> at the gas station, Akon. <laughs> you got to stop forever. <laughs> you know, you go to the Buckhead one, it's pretty nice, yeah. you know? Jesus Christ. Like, did, did he get robbed there? I don't know. I guess so. <laughs> that and the multiple wives thing. That was, those were my takeaways from that episode. <laughs> Revolutionary. <laughs> Akon really might be Black Panther. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Shit. I'm telling you, he's one suit away. I <laughs> <laughs> <Probably> got one. <laughs> one suit away. All right. Speaking of things, it's all Black Panther, everything. Black Panther's on Netflix. And there's is. a lot of other cool things on Netflix now, too. It is. 
Um, Netflix did go through a period where they were putting, weren't were putting out new shit. I just want to yeah. let y'all know that. They went through a period where ain't shit was out. And they, they ain't saying anything. You let it rock. You know? <laughs> <laughs> then Ozark came out. Uh, they snuck in a little El Chapo in there. Another season of El Chapo. Um, did you watch Ozark? I haven't I did. It. I did. It's, it's really good. Um, a lot of twists and turns in there. A lot of surprises. New characters. So. It uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I don't want to say too much without uh, spoiling it for anybody. But um, what is it? What is it even about? Before Ozark? We, yeah. Yeah. Have you seen the first season? No. Oh. I haven't watched any of it yet. Okay. Oh wow. Sorry. <laughs> so let me in. All right. <laughs> Jason Bateman. Yeah. Familiar with him? Yeah. He imagine Jason Bateman though. Like he's like a comedic kind of guy, but very sarcastic. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of a serious... Imagine him and his sarcastic kind of tone, but in an environment where it's serious, which is what okay. it's about. So basically what he does is he's a money launderer for the... Ma- ma- for... Not the mafia. What's the... Uh, cartels. Okay. So he's a money launderer for the cartel. So... Um, the cartel is really the new mafia. Like... Yeah, TV no. world. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It yeah. used to be mob and Netflix, mafia, everything. I, now Netflix is... Yeah, Netflix is really maximizing it. They got an El Chapo, uh, Pablo Escobar, whatever mm-hmm. that show is. Um, they got a few other like real documentaries on that shit too. So they yep. they really maximizing that. But back to Ozark, um, him and his family are involved in it now. So I mean that's no spoiler in that. So <laughs> um, and so basically just wanting, it's basically a very deep story of how they basically money launder money for the the cartels of family. <laughs> okay. So interesting. Yeah. So that that definitely I'm putting it on my list. I have a bunch of things that I have And to, it moves rather quickly too. So that's a good piece of it too. Good. So um episode one you're gonna understand what's <laughs> happening and then it just goes from there. So okay, because I, I got a lot of the comparisons to breaking bad. Um and yeah, but then I Breaking Bad on steroids. That's what. Yeah, I was about to say it's a little, it's a little faster paced than Breaking Bad. Yeah, because Breaking Bad always like the beginning of the season started out low and then it yeah built to something monumental in the last episode. No, o- Ozark for sure is the so character so. development is quick and you mm-hmm. get to the point, you get to know who everyone is very quickly, and the story moves quick. So it's it's, it's very good. Good stuff. Yeah. So another thing that's on Netflix that I'm I've been highly anticipating. Season two came out Friday. It's a cartoon by the name of Big Mouth. <laughs> so, which I didn't think would get another season. Honestly, I honestly thought it was going to get cut yeah. because I heard people. I, I watched people react to it, and I was like, "This shit ain't going to last." <laughs> I was like, "They are going to get this out the paint as soon as possible, and as quickly as possible." And the other thing is that I, I saw it like somebody was one of the big complaints was that. Was it targeted at kids or was it targeted at adults? And that's because it is the whole show is about this group of kids, friends, um, going through puberty. Now that you bring it up, it may be geared toward kids, actually. Well, not geared toward, but like kids can very they can identify with it more than anyone else. So my Alexa just went off, and I'm pretty sure 
They've been recording all the, 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 the We're being wiretapped. <laughs> <laughs> and it was talking about some off-the-wall shit. It was almost some radioactivity levels, so Nigga, be careful. Is, I don't even know what could have prompted that. But anyway, um, Big Mouth. <laughs> so, yeah, I think, you, you know, it's, it's a good show, but the point you're making up, like, you know... They could relate to it more than we can. Yeah, like we can th- we can remember puberty and thinking back through it. But mm-hmm. if you were going through some of the things that happened in puberty and you were watching it at the same time, yeah, you fucking hilarious. Yeah, it'd be and it very relatable. Now, some of the humor is a little crude. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> that's be, the beauty of having a cartoon. Yeah, you know, it gives I, it in there either way. That's odd though. What the fact that we need a cartoon. To allow us to be as crude and disgusting as possible. Sorry about, of course, Family Guy. Simpsons, yeah. I'm sorry. Simpsons. Started Simpsons. That. Yeah. It, Family it, Guy. This is kind of like. It could be somewhat like intertwined South Park, Family Guy realm. Yeah, American Dad ish. I, I got the American Dad vibe from it. It's off of the constant characters. Mm hmm. And the, the over the topness of the characters. So the. Puberty Monster and the, Nick Kroll, I think, is on there. Yeah, yeah. I think he's. I think he's actually a writer as well as okay. one of the voices. And the other thing they apparently got in trouble for is the black girl is voiced by a white woman. But the Cleveland who gives show. a fuck? No, right. The Cleveland show was all white people. I thought, or yeah, not yeah, all, yeah. but like majority. Uh, it was, Cleveland was white. Cleveland was white. Sanaa Lathan did the, the wife, the wife and the daughter. I thought. Okay. And then. It was other. It was just white people. The rest, everybody yeah. else. And I think it was for my white people too. So, and, you know, whatever. exactly. They. I mean, I feel like the Cleveland Show didn't get a fair shake, but there were some. There were some good moments in the Cleveland Show. But I didn't vote the Cleveland Show just for that reason alone. Really? Yeah. There were some some moments. CeeLo as a as a demonic possessed hot tub was fucking hilarious. Listen, I it's it's funny in a concept, but I just don't feel comfortable with white people making shit for us. That's valid. You know, uh, creator-wise, I don't care how many consultants you get. Like, I don't want white people making a black cartoon for me. Like, I'm good. You know what I mean? Especially when it's about black culture and black people and black family, black households. Like, you can bring a consultant in, but at the end of the day, like... That's that's a and, valid concern. Yeah, I just I just couldn't get, get with that. Like, you know, like, if it's a black cartoon with dealing with black, pe- black people and black lifestyle and then I need I guess I guess Tyler Perry gotta do it. I don't know. Hell no. <laughs> Let's go no before we get to Tyler Perry there's, there's we gotta go through Aaron Magruder and Aaron, you already did one. We got, he oh. can do as many as he fucking wants to before we get to a Tyler Perry cartoon. Listen, Tyler Perry's getting that green light before anybody else and that's that's all y'all fault, y'all listeners for watching McBoo instead of uh whatever that uh what's that movie? Uh with uh, Nat Turner. Oh. <laughs> Hold on. That, that that guy held up in a lot of other places. It did, but <laughs> niggas still saw Boo more than that. Boo was number one that week. This is true. And Get, uh, get ready for that Tyler Perry cartoon. And your mama. And your mama farts. <laughs> and your mama's uh, life story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's told my. by Tyler Perry. Oh, can we get can Jordan Peele yeah, Jordan, cartoon? Yeah, Jordan can we give can we give yeah. Donald Glover a cartoon? Maybe. <laughs> he, he he did with the the video. Was, the video was, was though. Yeah. The video was really. I I enjoyed the shit out of the video and the fact that it kind of lead led into the Adidas commercial. Yeah. But I feel like it got overshadowed because 
Adidas had Don Glover, and then Kaepernick and the Nike campaign came right behind it yeah. and just crushed that shit. Yeah, <laughs> it was not even an hey, announcement anymore. That's that's why that's why you gotta play corporate ball the right way. So, <laughs> Donald Glover's the best I got. Okay, because they N- were Nike. Just trying- Nike's been in the game too long to be fucking around with us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, cool. Because Adidas was just recovering from Kanye going fucking crazy, and then boom. Or Drake. Knocked out the paint. Or Drake. Drake. Yeah, Drake. Drake's the one that's that's stirring everything up. I don't know if you guys listen to the lyrics. Uh, Checks over stripes. That's that's uh, important to know. So did they cancel the whole line? So the the, the story is is that so the whole thing about his line was supposed to go against the uh, storyline of him having a kid and mm-hmm. um, telling the his story world. off of that. So and then you know of course pushed to being an executive at Adidas and then. I think it's like a breach of contract for them to ruin the rollout or discuss the rollout ahead of time. So I don't, I don't know if <laughs> if whose side it was, but at that point it's just like you ruined the whole marketing plan that we had either either side. So it's like whatever. wow. That's, that's, a, I, that's I, a level of, of and I think and I think you know Fuck. somehow either Kanye or Pusha knew about it and didn't want and of course disclosing it is an issue. So mm-hmm. it's like. Damn. Yeah. That is a so. motherfucker. But back to these Netflix shows. So Big Mouth is definitely something that I I plan on watching the whole season two shortly. Season one was fucking hilarious. It is a crude sense of humor. It but is. It, it is also smart. It is. It is smart. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good concept, you know, because um, even as adults, we still have those moments where it's like, you know, I can't control my feelings or, you know, you got <laughs> urges like those urges. Mm-hmm. It's describes what those urges are. So. <laughs> Um, and that's the beauty of this cartoon. Like, you look at Family Guy, you got mm-hmm. a dog talking, you know, a baby talking, you know, saying these outlandish things, and, you know, American Dad, um, kind of like that. But, yeah. you know, uh, it's those those successful ones are the ones that kind of uh, translate. Now, have you seen the other cartoon that isn't good? Which one? The one From the creators of The, the Simpsons? Simpsons, yeah. I tried. I fell asleep three times on the first episode, and I was like, this is not good. It's kind of like. It was I was saying people made Futurama too, mm-hmm. and they they're really good at making environments to live mm-hmm. in. Like Futurama was a great environment and city and whatever, and they did one with I guess it's medieval times. Yeah, uh, it just doesn't catch on. It didn't, and I tried. I really tried because, like I said, I'm a, I'm a fan of The Simpsons. They've taken a nosedive in the last umpteen like. Seven or eight seasons. Yeah, there's like was it season twenty eight or something? Yeah, they they need to chill out. It just needs to it needs to go down. Yes. Like they just need to just let it go. In my opinion, I there's actually like episode on right now as we were recording this. I, think. I actually like. Is it a new episode? Yeah, because oh. the season is all. This is all season premieres happened this week. Okay, so well the majority of them. Futurama uh, was. I, miss I, Futurama. I like Futurama, but uh, this one ain't it. No. Did you uh, did you ever watch um, American Vandal? Yes, I was watching that yesterday. The new season. I haven't watched started watching the new season yet, but so the that funniest was... part about it is the clip from it has gone viral, and people think it's fucking real. <laughs> no, I listen. I it looks fucking so. Real. The first season, I touched a little bit on the second season, but the first season, there's a good piece of it. Two episodes in that you you don't know, <laughs> you don't. 
It see, seems one hundred percent believable. If that if that I haven't seen that guy before, he wasn't really recognizable. He was he was in something else. He was in something else, but it wasn't I'm, big. But it no, was like I think it was the later seasons of Glee or some other list movie that I because I've watched a lot of shitty movies. Right. I love bad movies. Okay. So I think I've definitely seen him before, but yeah. if you hadn't seen him, right? If I was, but I, I say, but he wasn't anything that you could can confirm. Like, yes, he's yeah. in this. So it was he's like. like it's, maybe I don't. I don't know. <laughs> and so maybe episode two or three, you're still in the in the in the, in the you know in the cloud. So, um, so to give people a little background on the show who haven't seen American yeah. Vandal or any piece of it, basically it's a what they call a mockumentary. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a parody of a documentary. And a lot of these, you know how these true crime mysteries work out where. Uh, Serial was a very popular podcast that did this first, or one of the first ones to make it really popular, where basically somebody goes and investigates a crime through video and gives you evidence, interviews people. Mm. And tries to basically solve it. Basically solve the mystery. And that's what they're doing. But the crime in the first (laughs) season is somebody painted a bunch of dicks Mm -hmm. on the cars in the employee parking lot. And this guy gets blamed for it, and they're trying to see if they if he is guilty. And the level of in-depth analysis on something of this, this stature is the comedic piece of this, obviously. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, they, they leave no stone unturned. Uh, you know, the in-depth interviews, the uh, step-by-step time analysis, you know. Um it's good. It's, it's good. really good. It's, it's shot well. It's, yeah. It looks good. It's it's good. And it's so good. the second season, yeah. the, 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 cat, the hook is they saw the first season and have called the same guys who are doing the investigation in the first season yeah. to solve this other crime <laughs> in another school. Yeah. And it's and hilarity ensues from there. I haven't started yet, yeah. but I just remember having so much fun. I think I went through it in a weekend. Yeah, like very it's, quickly it's like, a fast watch and it's <laughs> you know it's much serious things that are on netflix and you know it's a good comedic escape yep me. i enjoy it completely before we got on air we were actually talking about you were talking about maniac yes yes uh i haven't seen a person i've heard good reviews i just think it's funny that it's a super bad reunion and uh it's they're at they're serious it's a serious, it's a serious role movie. um so it's it's funny. I think they they dated on Superbad, or they actually ended up being together on Superbad. Yeah. So Seth Rogen and Emma Stone. It's not Seth, Seth Rogen. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> What's his name? Uh, the, uh, Jonah. Jonah. Jonah Hill. Yeah. Jonah Hill. Which and... both of them have had other roles where they were serious. Mm-hmm. Other than this, I think they did. He did. Did Jonah get a uh, Oscar nomination for uh, Wolf, Wolf, Wolf Wall Street? I think he did, but so, he didn't win. Yeah. So he got nominated, and then of course. Uh, Emma Stone. Emma got the award for the jazz movie that should have had a black people in it. Uh, yes, it should have. And the only one was uh, John Legend. Yes. Who uh, we can also thank for fucking Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, it, <laughs> if we got to give Michael Jackson and R. Kelly, like, you know, for 12 Play and Thriller, <laughs> we got to give Kanye, like, John Legend. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, John Legend, what, he got, e, he got the EGOT. Like, he's out here. Saving shit. He's tag team with Common, which is also thank for Kanye yep. too. Man, if Kanye could just just be an executive, make music and be an executive, Shut he will be up. 
He be cool. <laughs> we be we be a one. Estelle, like beautiful young yeah. lady who's in London. <laughs> Whenever you want to come to Atlanta, what's up? <laughs> but it's just like, hey man, yeah. I wrote a love letter to Nikki Jean earlier. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, so if you want to, yeah, shoot but, your shot, man, but, put it on the air. Based right. off her uh, <laughs> her Wikipedia page, you might have a shot. So <laughs> <laughs> I have a little little uphill to climb with Estelle, but she's she's dope. <laughs> no, it is, you know, yeah. I had I. I I had a crush on uh, Janelle Monae until I realized she wasn't in the dude. Yeah, I, I like I, I don't like her music anymore. <laughs> it's sad. That great it's sad. Band. Like K Michelle got rid of ass. I don't like her music anymore. <laughs> Janelle Monae likes likes girls too much. It's not even like a sexy like I like girls. It's like no, I really like girls. Like I like to cuddle and talk with them and hang out with them and actually go on dates. I don't like your music anymore. Sorry. Man, I, it, you know what's funny that we talked we we talked about all this Netflix stuff. Yeah, did not touch on Marvel at all. Oh yeah, and the, the Marvel series just has, as they've been running, which are going to I guess leave now. As it should, I think it's been slightly diluted, and I don't think Netflix gives it the attention that it deserves for what they do. So like, Punisher shouldn't just roll out. No, you know what I mean. Like, what's the uh, the event? What's this, the group of the, defenders, the defenders, and an iron fist. fist. Yeah, those shit just shouldn't just roll out and be on. Mm-hmm. You know, those are they need to have commercials. They need to have something to build up to. Like, well, you know, it, as long as the deal goes through, yeah, which is still, I think it's going to go through now. Now that uh, NBC has withdrawn their bid to okay. buy Fox, <laughs> Disney should be acquiring Fox. Right. Disney owns Marvel and ABC, and people. A lot of people don't know this, but it was a joint venture between Fox, ABC, and another entity to form Hulu. Uh, so now, all that's going to be ABC and Fox are going to own. Hulu. All of Disney is going to own Hulu. Basically, the majority in stake in Hulu. Mm. So. Now and I think it I think it'll be yeah, so it'll be the majority of stake. So Ant Man and Wasp is already slated as the last Marvel film that will be on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing that they're just gonna move everything over to, to Hulu. Hulu. And Hulu already has um uh the the gifted, mm-hmm. they have Marvel Runaways, which is a Hulu exclusive. Mm-hmm. They have um the other one that came on FX. Uh, that's phenomenal, but I just had that you have to the American, not the American, not the no, 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 this isn't the Marvel one. Um, um, but there, it, it's something you have to watch, yeah. Like, it, you can't just passively have it on Legion, okay. I heard Legion about that. and Legion, like, the downfall of Legion is that first episode, which is two hours, mm-hmm. it's not good, <laughs> it's not good at all, it's not good, and it turned me off, and then. They make a reference to something in Legion mm-hmm. in Marvel Runaways, which I loved. Yeah. And so I was like, fuck, now yeah, I gotta go watch it. We'll go back and check it. Went back, watched it. Awesome. Mm. Really good. So and then if you listen and you got got sucked that first episode up. Yeah. I'm a I'm a Marvel head though. Okay. Like I enjoy worlds. Right. And so if you can plug me into a universe mm-hmm. That all these things are fucking happening at the same time, and you can be here and here. Yeah, you can I, jump around from one. Yeah, exactly. And I, I kind of went that way with Star Wars, but at the same time, 
that means you have to read a lot of books and comic books mm-hmm. to be fully in that Star Wars, engrossed in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Which wasn't going to happen. You got to have that understanding completely. Yeah. yeah. And it's just not something Marvel I Marvel makes it easy for you where you can just watch the show. Yeah. <laughs> Marvel just understood. Like, yeah. yeah, we're not looping in the comic books. Nah. We're not looping yeah. in any cartoons. Yeah. Just pay attention over here. We got you. <laughs> Don't worry. We got you, man. We'll put, put all on the show for you. Right. And that's why I don't think this whole DC Universe service is going to live. No, it hasn't been living. I, I haven't seen any numbers. I haven't heard anything from is, it. Is Wonder Woman the best one they have? Well, no, I'm, ta- I'm not even talking about that. Yeah. yeah, that's the DC Cinematic Universe, which yeah. is just the only thing that's good is pretty much Wonder Woman. And I didn't like her. The movie was okay. okay. I didn't like her for the same reason I don't like Iron Fist. And that's where I hate stubborn characters who don't learn anything mm-hmm. that everything works out for. Okay. And that was the whole thing in Wonder Woman is like, I know this is right. I know this is right. I know this is right. She was wrong. And it just happened to work the fuck out. And they also tried to intertwine a love story that didn't need to be there. But that's all another set of events. Sound like a woman to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> Sounds like a t- <laughs> everyday life with a woman to me. So pretty accurate. See, wrong, 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 and then what? Everything works out for you. Yeah. How that happened? I had the same issue with with fucking Iron Fist. That jackass. He just like I'm. I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. He was totally fucking wrong. But luckily, everybody and their mama showed up to help his ass. Like get the fuck out of here. Like. And then he he does kind of redeem himself at the end of the season of Luke Cage. He comes in. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Okay. If you haven't seen it by now, but suck a dick. That's another thing, too. I mean, I think this, this season of Luke Cage was, it started off horrendous. Yeah. It got I believe better. It, it did. I heard good things. It did get better. But the first two, three episodes was, yeah. was rough. I think Lucy Liu directed the first episode, which was oh. terrible. Oh. Um, that first, eh, yeah, that first episode was bad. Yeah, it's bad. It and Lucy Liu directed it, so um, sorry. Yeah, man. So that there's a lot of stuff on Netflix. Like we were just scratching the surface. Yeah, like, uh, we didn't talk about the Quincy documentary, we which talk- is fire. Not only for the quality and whatever, but I just think it's good that we talk about the cool niggas from back in different times. <laughs> like. If we could get a, we get one on what's the dude from uh, Star Wars, Billy uh, D. Williams. Billy D. If we get one on Billy D. Williams, Dang, we get, I wish, I we wish had, John was here. We get another. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 we just insert that clip and put it in there right there. Just, just fade it in there. Oh yeah. Uh, maybe some dude from. Um, I saw Black Black Panthers on Netflix now yeah. too, which I I watched three or four times since yeah. it's been on, which is. I went, out, I went out and bought the fucking DVD just because I wanted to support it in another yeah, way. <laughs> it's, it, it, I forgot how good it was. Yeah. I forgot how easy I can watch it three or four times. Yeah. And not even, like, I can watch it tonight if I want I to. Like, it, not big I watched it on, um, when it first got on Delta. That was yeah. the first thing I did because yeah. I fly every week. Right. I watched it an hour chunk at a time <laughs> <laughs> on the flight. It was it's still good, man. It, yeah. Man. It's, it's, a, it's a good show. Um, yeah. But maybe somebody from that you know time, but it's good that we got to see a documentary about Quincy because no matter what, like we still, no matter what you thought you knew, you always need to know the intricacies, especially those black people from that time period. I wish we could get a documentary on old black comedians, like not just prior and not just an Eddie kind of. But I'm talking. I want, about, I want one on Eddie. 
I want one on Eddie. The Eddie documentary is going to be nuts. Yeah. Um, but I'm talking like the Red Foxes, the yeah. the Sinbad. Mm. I feel like Sinbad is underappreciated. He's on a new show now. Rel. Rel, which yeah. I'm super excited about. Cause which I don't know. I it's... love I love the Carl Michael show so much and for what it was and the heaviness of it, but like smart and funny. Mm-hmm. And then to see us settle for slapstick Fox comedy, which I think they're all producing on or whatever, mm-hmm. kind of tradition over, just kind of just is an example of where we are in black society, where it's like, don't get too smart and crazy and funny and intricate jokes. Go back to what you're used to, which is the slapstick. Yeah, and I always call Lil Rel. Lil Rel gets checks. Like, I, no, yeah, I like, I like Lil Rel. Lil Rel is out here making money, and I appreciate it. I just this show. I don't know how long it's gonna last, but I appreciate him giving um, Just Hilarious a chance. Yeah, yeah. Um, they have done wonders with her through makeup and <laughs> hair and uh, everything. Even though, still, never trust a woman with finger waves. Never trust anybody with finger waves in 2018. To be 100% honest with you, but with that conk in their hair, yeah, just don't trust anybody who has that. Yeah, the nigga also has a, a zoot suit on. Too. <laughs> <laughs> don't trust him either. Like, yeah, if the nigga has 1920s style, he ain't the don't nigga trust to trust. Him. Yes, correct. But the show's pretty good. It's just I don't think it's gonna last that long-ish. It, it doesn't have. Yeah, it's I don't just, think David Allen Greer's show is gonna last that long either. I know what's the show? That's on CBS. It's called I think the oh, Bad but Kids or the, the Neighbors, their neighborhood or yeah. something like that. Yeah, but uh, but it's a CBS show. Like I feel like CBS has its niche. It does old people? Old people. Yeah. Even though I was like up until a certain event, I was big NCIS yeah. person. But I mean, everyone else besides you is gonna be older. Yeah, that, for sure. I also watch MASH. Yeah, all right. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, so just to to preview out a couple things for next week, we're going to try to get inside in some movies. Um, If you guys have any Netflix suggestions like, oh, we're missing out on something, please shoot them our way. Yeah. Uh, Tweet at us at Virtual Dominus. Tweet at us or uh, Facebook page. Throw a comment up on the episode. Or throw it on virtualdubness.com. However you want to do it. Just just get in contact with us. Um, I want to thank Marcus for being here again. Sir, yeah. we appreciate you. Bar Theory. Check us out. Bar Theory coming soon. Yep. We're going to release Bar Theory. Um, also, we're going to, hopefully this next episode, talk about the uh, new fall premiere TV shows. So there's a bunch of stuff out there. I've been big into medical dramas. Shout out to The Resident, The Good, uh, the good Doctor, and New Amsterdam. But there's also a bunch of comebacks as well that we're excited about. Nice. So uh, once again, any socials you want to follow on or are you good? No, I'm good on that. Don't, don't okay. hit me up. <laughs> Leave me alone. Once again, you can hit me up at PJ Alex on Twitter, Virtual Dopeness on Twitter, virtualdopeness.com. Facebook, Facebook.com slash virtual dopeness. Any of those things. Instagram at virtual dopeness. I've been doing a lot on Instagram lately. Please follow Instagram. Follow at virtual dopeness on Instagram. Shit is getting cool. Um, and I say this every week, ladies and gentlemen, be virtual and live.